Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt. Right. 
So yeah. no matter what people say, Return of the Living Dead is a legit sequel. They even mentioned Night of the Living Dead in the movie. Yep, for sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's in the it's in the opening scene. They talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. No. The sexploitation conflagration. I can't even say it. Uh, it uh, Stephen and I did. Uh, we wrote an article together for the the website R Massive uh, well, several about years ago. Four or five. I forget how many. Yeah. Yeah. I think we. I think we wrote about eight of them. I. I think we wrote nine because we always talked about doing another one just so we could top it off at ten, but we never got around to ten. But, yeah. Yes. And but what it was is we, that we would, one of us would drop a topic on the other one, and each yep. of us would pick two movies, would pick some movies and get that. I want to officially apologize on the radio Can you watch Trick or Treats. <laughs> you you want to apologize? Uh, you're, you're publicly publicly apologizing for making people watch Trick or Treat? No, making you watch it for the article. Oh, 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 oh. not Trick or Treat, but Trick or Treat. Yeah, Yeah, the crappy yeah, we, one that that had uh, David Carradine, uh, uh, what's his name, Steve Rails back. Yes. Well, <laughs> right here, right here on the podcast, I'm going to say publicly, I accept your apology. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, if you read the article online, I actually say right in it that um, when after I watched it, I was like, if this was any other movie called Trick or Treat, I I would be fine with it. But yeah, that movie was a piece of crap. But Hey, whatever. I mean, how many crap movies do you and I sit through all the time just for the hell of it anyway, so. Yeah, know. there's a difference between good crap and deep, and as MST, MST3K called it deep hurting. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so I was looking back through some of our old uh, articles, and we did have a lot of fun watching bad movies and and some good movies as well and talking about them. And so, uh, yeah, I think this was a good idea. So here we go with the Thessploitation Conflagration, the, the uh, podcast. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about our top swamp exploitation flicks, right? Yeah, and uh, what we mean by swamp exploitation is back in the day when the swamps actually existed. I mentioned it when he was on the show, but did you ever get the Something Weird DVD of, uh, and this could be our first movie too, uh, Death Curse of Tartu, Sting of Death? Yeah, I do have that uh, Something Weird video, yep. Well, there's a moment yep. in there during... Uh, Death Curse of Tartu, where they're going into the swamp on boats, 
and he and it just shows like them going by land, and all you hear Grafay say is housing development, condo, parking lot, strip mall. <laughs> right. All of this now, swamp area is gone, and why was swamp so popular? Well, you can film all over it, and people really could, unless you was a swamp person who was in that area fishing and stuff, they could have used any part of it, and you wouldn't know. <laughs> now, this is an interesting thing, actually, that I was thinking about earlier today. Um, now, I live in Maine, and there's very little swamp land up here. So I was actually thinking about this earlier today when we were, uh, you know, as we were planning to do this. Uh, now, there is actually more, uh, you, there's more swampland where you live down south, right? Yeah, down, I mean, well, look where the main movies were filmed. Georgia, right. uh, Louisiana, Florida. Right, yeah. Now, see, like, up here in Maine, we have very little swampland. There's a there's a little bit of swampland, but not much. There's you know yeah, up, you really up in your area they were filming it in the woods because there's a lot of woods. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I just thought that was something interesting we could touch on while we're talking about this stuff because you know you're from an area where there is a lot more swampland than up here. So. For me, watching all of the movies that we're going to talk about tonight, that that was all very exotic for me, you know, because it was something that I didn't see on a regular basis, you know. Uh, you want to talk about movies that, like Jaws, or you know what I mean, like movies that take place on on the on the ocean front. Yeah, you know, that was something that I was, you know, right there. I I I could. I could experience that viscerally watching it, but uh, swamp movies were always kind of exotic to me because, like I said, there are there are virtually no swamps up in this part of the country. So those were always really interesting to me. And uh, the one one that we touched on when we wrote the article for the website, uh, Southern Comfort, was one that always like I. I still I just watched that again last week. I got the uh the four K restoration uh of Southern Comfort and you know, swamp swamp movies just always blew my mind because I didn't I wasn't there were no swamps, you know? You know what I'm saying? They're just Yeah. You know? The best thing about Southern Comfort is that it's tense up until the very last shot. And even with that last shot you don't know what the hell's going on. No. Nope. Yeah, that, that's a great movie. I mean, we talked about it endlessly in the on the on the website uh, when we wrote the article. It, it's a great movie. I mean, holy cow! Um, but tonight, I think we're gonna. Well, start like I said, talking. the first one I brought up was uh, Death, Sting, Death, Curse of Tartu, and Sting of Death. Those were a double feature that William Griffey shot back-to-back in the Florida swamps. 
Descurse of Tartu is about an Indian god that can change into animals that these four idiots, anthropology students, but they don't look like anthropology students. They just look like four teen, teenagers <laughs> going to the swamp, yeah. and they disturb his grave, and he ki- and he goes on a killing spree. Yeah. Did you say it was on? Did you what? What did you say it was on a double feature with? Sting of Death. Sting of Death. Yeah, that's the DVD that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the one with the jellyfish monster. <laughs> Yeah, right. Which is basically a guy with a giant plastic bubble around his head. Right? Yep, yep. And both of them, Griffin knew how to use that, use the swamp. Yeah. Well, it's very, uh, it's very similar, uh, to me for the, uh, uh, to the film uh, Swamp of the Raven, which actually may be an alternate title for the same film. It, it no, you know, it has that? its own disc, Swamp of the Ravens. Yeah, I, I, uh, something I weird put it out, and it's out of print now, and it's one of their higher end priced ones. It's Swamp of the Ravens and the Thirsty Dead. Yes, I yes, I also have that on DVD. But uh, yeah, um, the I'm looking at my something weird video copy of Death Curse of Tartu and Sting of Death right now, and it literally says filmed in the Florida Everglades, filmed deep in the Florida Everglades. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of these right swamp on- movies tonight are going to be filmed in the Everglades or the Okefenokee o- 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 Swamp. Right. Yeah. Now, I I know, I know where the Florida Everglades are. Where is the Where is this uh, Okefenokee Swamp that I've heard so much about in my life? Georgia. Right. Yeah. And that's close. That's closer to where you live, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I I. I always remember that that was just always a thing when I was a kid, you know, my brothers and I used to like to just play around with words and uh we always watched old like Bugs Bunny cartoons and stuff and Okie Finoki Swamp was always a joke in those old Bugs Bunny cartoons but Not Bugs yeah, Bunny, I never uh, what's his name? Something Gator is Hanna Barbera guy. Right. Wally Gator. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I never, uh, I never really knew where where it was. That, uh, like, for certain. So, but yeah. Uh, and if you can find them, I'm sure they're on YouTube. Those are two great little B movies, especially if you're looking for one that's actually good. Death Curse of Tartu works. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's one of those movies that. Uh, you know, like for a B movie that seems like it's just going to be really cheesy, it's actually fairly terrifying. <laughs> uh, like, uh, yeah, it's yeah the the zombie characters or 
whatever they're supposed to be when they when they come back, uh, yeah, they're they're fairly terrifying for a Z grade horror movie, you know. Yeah. And Sting of Death is silly. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's the one I'm surprised I, never showed up on Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm surprised as well, but, hey, there's another season of Mystery Science Theater coming out this year, so we still might no, get it. No, it's been canceled by, officially by Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that, that's a bummer. I start off every morning... Uh, sure my wife is 100% over it at this point, but every morning when I get up for work, I start getting, you know, ironing my work shirts and stuff. I have to be all professional because I'm the manager at work. So I have to get up and iron my shirt and get all ready for work. And I start every day by watching an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I'm sure at this point my wife is just 100% sick of Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other I, one that Griffey did in the Oki and, and the Florida Everglades was uh, Stanley. Stanley. And yeah, I don't it think was I've more ever... like Ben, except that it had uh, Cliff Robertson as a deranged Vietnam vet who lives in the swamp with rattlesnakes. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's good. It's a nasty little film, but it's good. I think it's definitely another one you can see on YouTube. Or if you find uh, the Gore House Greats box set for like 10 cents because that's usually what it goes for. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now online. It says, a young Seminole Indian uses his rattlesnakes to take revenge on those who he believes have wronged him. Yeah. Yeah. So in short, it was a Willard ripoff. Right. It's got Alex Rocco in it. I like that. Paul Avery, yeah. he's in there. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and this guy has one of the greatest Bill Griffey stories ever. Alex Rocco, you know the scene? Well, there's a scene in it where Alex Rocco gets attacked by a bunch of snakes. And uh, Rocco's getting in the pool, and he's definitely afraid of snakes. So he's like, Griffey, don't put any snakes in there. Oh, don't worry, we won't. This is like a movie scene. Pan over behind a bush that's like 30 feet away from the pool. There's a production assistant with two fistfuls of snakes. (laughs) Alex Rocco gets in the pool. They start the camera going. And then all of a sudden, Rafe goes, now! And then then the production assistant runs in, throws the two handfuls of snakes in the pool, and there's Alex Rocco yelling, Griffey, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch that. I'll have to watch that one. Uh, yeah, it's a good, I creepy little movie. I don't think 
I've ever seen it. But like I said, I'm looking on uh, on Wikipedia right now, and I have seen other movies by uh, the same director. So yeah. uh, what is he? He's got uh, The Jaws of Death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mako The Jaws of Death. That way he don't get... He didn't get sued by Universal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Close call, though. Close call. <laughs> uh, well, so that's what they did. They got it close enough, but no, it ain't. Nope. <laughs> but these so, swamp movies I, were very popular down south. I mean, really, if you had one of those, you'd sell out a drive-in easily. And when I mean south, yeah. I'm talking deep south. Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas. Yeah, well, now with the uh, pandemic, drive drive-ins are coming back in a big way. So uh, maybe you and I should should uh, write and direct a swamp movie. <laughs> See if we can make some money. Yeah, and if you have a drive-in near you, uh, check out and see because uh, Grindhouse Entertainment is running out a double feature of uh, Pieces and Evil Dead. Yeah, um, we uh, we actually up here up here in Maine we have quite a few drive-in theaters, and uh, they mostly. They do. They do. Most of the drive-ins have two screens, and they usually show a double feature of new release movies on one screen, and then uh, uh, the second screen they show uh, second-run movies. Uh, so, like, just yeah, just last week we had uh, uh, one of the theaters near us had Raiders of the Lost Ark and Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know how far down the spiral. They'll go because I don't I don't know if they'll do a like a grindhouse double feature because that's not really the audience for this area. But they have, yeah. they are at least they are at least doing the second run uh, movies, you know. So uh, that's been that's been fun. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, well, yeah you go down to heat south, you definitely see a lot of the swamps, moitation, the moon sign, exploitation, or when someone's getting lazy, exploitation. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, speaking of exploitation, one of the movies that we uh, talked about in our article and one that we wanted to talk a little bit about tonight on the podcast was... Uh, uh, we're going to talk about hillbillies in a haunted house. Oh, Furlan Husky. Yeah, that was uh, his second film after Nashville Hootenanny. Which is just another, hey, let's throw on a show with a bunch of country stars in it. And Furlan Husky was a very big star down south. Yeah. Wings of a and, Dove, Wolverton Mountain, just and uh, it's 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 such a bizarre movie because exactly what you're saying, it you can tell that it was just kind of a showcase for 
country singers, you know, the the whole uh, spiring thing and the haunted house all just feel like they were just dumped on top of, hey, here's some country singers passing through town for the night kind of thing. But yeah. it, 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 but it, it is and hilariously uh entertaining movie i mean if if you like cheesy movies you know i mean it's yeah <laughs> you know anchor bay put it out with a double feature with it i forget which one was first which is second it's co-feature which is hillbillies in las vegas oh yeah that's right hillbillies in las vegas holy crap i forgot about that movie completely but yes you're right. With Mamie but, Van Doren. Uh, yep. Yeah, I I have that movie on something weird video VHS. That yeah, that's how far back that one goes. Uh, actually, I think um, yeah, Mamie Van Doren replaced. Uh, Joy Lansing, she 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 plays Mamie Van Doren plays one of the characters from Hillbillies in a Haunted House in the Las Vegas Hillbillies, right? Or yeah, yeah. I don't I I, I can't remember how the how the uh, I can't remember how the how the lineup goes. Hillbillies in a Haunted House had early. In, Husky and Joy Lansing, but Hillbillies in a Haunted House was actually the sequel, right? The Las Vegas Hillbillies was the first one, I yeah. think. So Joy Lansing yeah. replaced uh, Mamie she, Van Doren. Yeah, Joy Lansing replaced Mamie Van Doren. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. What's funny is, do you remember what big star who wasn't a big tar at the time, showed up in Hillbillies in a haunted house? John Carradine? Waylon <laughs> Jennings. <laughs> I don't remember Waylon Jennings in there. Yeah, it's like his car broke down, he come in, did a song, and then his boys come in and say, hey, the car's fixed. Well, I'll see you in Nashville, Perlin. Okay, Waylon, we'll see you. Bye. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember him in there. Obviously, I was just joking about John Carradine because, for Christ's sake, he's in that guy. John Carradine has never. That guy has not aged. Talk about Mystery Science Theater three thousand. He's in so many of the movies that they goof on, and he always looks the same. It doesn't matter what era the movie is from. John Carradine does not age. <laughs> and Nashville Hootenanny actually has Roy or Orbison in it. Huh. I don't remember that either. Nope. Back when he was on Sun Records, he come in and did... Uh, his first hit, which I forget what it is, then leaves the movie. Huh. Nope, don't remember that one. Well, so, Nashville uh, Danny's another one. It's like a 
a Grand Ole Opry version of the Andy Hardy movies. Hey, let's put on a show, you know. <laughs> right. Let's let's save the youth center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his, but you'd be surprised. His last movie was in 1974, and it's one of the most bizarre <laughs> films you'll ever see. And yes, you can definitely find it on YouTube. I checked. And that is Swamp Girl. Good Lord. Oh. That is a strange movie. It starts out as this sweet movie. Either that or a girl is thick. I mean, she plays her like someone took her and just bashed her head against the rock kind of backwards. Yeah, uh, that was one I mean, of the movies I had. I mean, she doesn't that, uh, that she's blonde hair and blue-eyed, but her daddy is black. <laughs> right? Aren't you my that daddy? Huh? <laughs> that was one of the movies that I had on my list to talk about tonight. And I, I think, uh, looking back on the article that we wrote, massive i think we talked about it a little bit uh back then but yeah, yeah. uh that's another one that i uh that i i i have it on dvd and i'm pretty sure it is a something weird video dvd but it might be uh it might just be some other you know it might no, be some lesser that. it's swamp girl and and the and another film, the other film that I'm forgetting that Perlin Husky was in. Right? Yeah. Well, that was why I was going to bring it up, because I knew we were going to talk about Perlin Husky a little bit. Uh, yeah. Swamp Girl also has uh, another uh, country singer. Uh, Claude King is in Swamp Girl too. Yeah, Claude King. Claude King yeah. is going to sing Wolverton Mountain, not Ferlin Husky. Those right. Two. But difference is, is Claude King was like a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, for all intents and purposes, Ferlin Husky should have been a no-hit wonder, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he did all right, I guess. And, so, yeah, he he did great. I mean, he's in the Grand Ole Opry Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Country Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yep. So, yeah, so you're right. Uh, let's rewind a little bit. We're talking about Swamp Girl. Now, uh, here's, a movie, here's a movie that you're right. This This is a... This is a scab that no one should have ever picked at because it is a despicable. Uh, it's 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 not a terrible movie, but it. I mean, yeah, it's Z grade swamp exploitation, but holy crap! The the whole plot of this movie is just disgusting. So, what happens? The doctor has an abortion clinic, but then. He also delivers unwanted babies 
and sells them to the Arabs as sex slaves. That's a, that's my recollection of this movie, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. But I love that you yeah. discuss it. How do you meet them Arab people? <laughs> I don't know. That was a long time ago. Oh, oh gosh, it's it's, it's just. I mean, you know, you and I wallow in in uh in this kind of like. Despicable. Yeah, I wallow in the muck, but the last third of Swamp Girl, I'm just sitting there on my jaw on the floor like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to disturb you or I when we're talking about movies, but yeah, just remembering the plot of this movie, I'm like, really? Really? Like, come on. And I, I guess even now part of it, does have to do with, you know, the current times that we live in that, you know, it, it, it's it's the same, it, it would be the same thing if we were watching Back to the Future right now and just being like, oh, yeah, ugh, the terrorists, like, ugh, that, that seems kind of racist now, but, but going all the way back to a movie like this. You know this, what the terrorists would say to you? <laughs> They're going to kill me. No, they would say, screw you. You talk about us. He, His mother wants to fuck him. That's a major plot point. We're not that bad. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch those uh, videos on YouTube, the, the the guy who does the videos where he does the uh, uh, pitch meetings for movies? Yeah. It's, it's like a comedy uh, thing that he does on YouTube. And whenever there's, like, something sticky in the plot, uh, he's always like, well, what? why that? And he's always like, so the movie can happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sad thing is 90% of... Uh... Some of the weird stuff on DVD is out of print now, and it's getting to be pretty hard to find. Mothers wouldn't buy them when they was in print. But now that they're out of print... Yeah, uh, well, you know, something weird video, uh, I know know you're probably uh, still in touch with, uh, with them online uh, something weird video they don't just release DVDs anymore but you can order if you go on their website and you order um, a video they'll they'll print one up just for you with the artwork and everything yeah but at the end of this year they're going to stop doing DVDRs yeah that's not that's not a good thing. No, most of their stuff is coming out on AFGA. They do have they do have a website. Uh, yeah. Like a yeah they have they have the streaming service. And this oh. is one off. But if you really want to see the real movie that was really the death of. Uh, 
something word video watch that sexploitation. Yep. I have it. You can't watch that movie and not be sad. No. Oh. Yeah. His Nate's next pick I think is one of the most oddball mixes genre wise that Roger Corman ever did. <laughs> Attack of the Giant Leeches. Yeah. Or killer leeches, it depends on which version you have. Yeah. The one I have is Attack of the Giant Leeches. Actually yeah. actually it's called the Giant Leeches. The DVD that I have, so yeah. Well, you know, Roger, he would ship out things under different titles, you know. Right. Now this one does take place in the Florida Everglades, and I've never been able to understand watching it. All the times I've watched this movie, I've never been able to understand. If the leeches are supposed to be sentient, like intelligent beings, or if they're just doing their thing because they need to feed up on blood. Um, so, yeah. But this movie... It's it starts out you, as a Russ Meyer Tobacco Road style movie. Yeah. And you then and 20 I have minutes talked. in, it's like, okay, we're going to be a monster movie now. What the fuck? <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, you and I have talked about this before because it definitely starts out with uh, the uh, the main character beating his wife and his wife's cheating on him. And, and it doesn't really seem to have anything to do with just giant leeches, but then all of a sudden there are giant leeches. I don't know. Yeah. So. And then the one playing the husband is Bruno De Sota, one of the best actors Corman has that doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's sadly underused in this, in, in this movie, for sure. Like, uh, yeah, he he is a good actor, and he, I mean, he basically just gets to mope around while his wife cheats on him, or presumably cheats on him. They don't really have, ever uh, specify that, but, I mean, yeah. she, she gallivants around, but, yeah, no, he, he's really good in that, uh, Particularly, particularly the scene where uh, he comes up with on them in the in the woods, and he's got his shotgun, and uh, threatens who is it? The game warden? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, the the game warden and the and the girlfriend. Ugh. Ugh. Sorry, I've got the hiccups, man. I've got some kind of stomach or throat thing that, ugh. 
last month. But yeah, month it's, a, it's a good movie, and the creatures actually look good for just being garbage bags with stuff painted on them. Right? I know. And I've read uh, Fast and Furious, the story of AIP, and it is confirmed that it is just garbage bags. <laughs> yep. Yep, it was just garbage bags. Yep. And uh, if anybody wants to watch Attack of the Giant Leeches, it is a public domain film. The copyright was never renewed. So (laughs) it is featured in an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. it's and that's one thing people to... never understood about MSTK 3000. They could only show what they could get, not what they wanted. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, that. I think that that's kind of the charm of it, is that, yeah, they just, they just grabbed movies that were public domain and made fun of them. Yeah. So, I mean, but, uh, yeah. He wouldn't say the name of the movie or, uh, I'll soon talk about the convention. He never would say the name of the movie or the people that put it out, but he said he called to get this right for this one movie that would have been perfect for the show. And then he said, hey, we're on Mystery the MST3K, like, oh yeah, I know you. Oh cool, we'd like to license your movie. Okay, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I said saw... that was basically their budget for movies for a whole season. Right? Yeah, I uh, I actually saw uh, Mystery Science Theater live a couple of years ago and I got to meet it was kind of cool because it was a bunch of the original cast members on tour along with uh, Jonah Ray uh, so like Joel was there and they had some of the original uh, other cast members and uh, I talked to them after after the show, and they mentioned that people just send them movies and say, hey, maybe you could make fun of this movie. And so if they watch a movie and they think it's riff-worthy, they do exactly what you just said. They either go and see if it's uh, just readily available or, yeah, They'll they'll buy the movie off of someone just so they can, especially in the new Netflix series, they'll buy a uh, a movie off yeah, of I'm someone sure, just. So yeah, Netflix is Netflix is in the open pocket stage. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just buy a movie and you know, but yeah, like you said, imagine being someone who put out a movie twenty years ago, thirty years ago. 40 years ago, and all of a sudden Mystery Science Theater is like, look, we think your movie's horrible, we want to make fun of it, but 
we'll give you $10,000 if you let us do it. <laughs> yeah, especially in the early... They said that uh, Comedy Central were cheap bastards. Yeah. Well, they said, we want you to do a season of about, uh, wasn't it about 14 episodes? Yeah, most seasons are like 14, 15 episodes. Uh, but we're only going to give you about $40,000 to do the whole damn season. Right. Well, it's not like us doing these podcasts where we're just making money hand over fist. <laughs> yeah, too bad that hand over fist ran away with all the damn money. <laughs> and speaking of MST story, do you remember what was the one movie that really is a swamp exploitation film? that they considered the one film that they couldn't do for MST3K. No. Child Bride. Oh, yeah, Child Bride. I think we've talked about that one on another podcast before. Yeah. Child Bride is the kind of movie that you want to watch to clear the room out at the end of the night if you want to get people to leave your house. (laughs) Yep. They wouldn't even think about making this movie today. Hey, we're going to make an exploitation movie about a 9, 11-year-old. No, she's more like 9 years old. (laughs) Marrying this good old boy here, and I'm like, ah. And I know we did, I know we've talked about this before on another podcast because I think it was a podcast where we were talking about road films. Maybe it was an article that we wrote for the website, but um, remember they promoted this movie as an educational film to draw attention to uh, there were no laws banning child marriage back then. Yeah, that's what they would do to get past the morals law. This movie is condemning it. Like Mom and Pop, where they would sell, like, gynecological books. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I can't remember... If we talked about it on another podcast or or if it was something that we wrote about. uh, I think it was the the most disturbing one that we did. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, (laughs) And so, uh, Mystery Science Theater, you're right. They did say that they don't. Mystery Science Theater did say that they wouldn't do this because it was so terrible. And then uh, I think I read an interview with Mike Nelson where he said it was the worst film he'd ever seen aside from Manos, The Hands of Fate. But now we're looking at two sides of a totally different coin. Manos, The Hands of Fate is a terrible movie. But 
it doesn't have anything to do with child rape. So, uh... Yeah. And the <laughs> woman getting tied to a tree and stripped naked and beaten with a ball whip. Right? Yeah. So... Why is it always in these swamp exploitation movies, the real hardcore ones, it's like they have, like in Waterworld, this giant town in the middle of the freaking swamp where the only way to get to it is on a boat. <laughs> right? <laughs> like with uh, Bayou. You might not remember Bayou. Do you remember what Bayou's alternate title was? No. Poor White Trash. Oh, Poor White Trash, yeah. I I, I have it under the title Poor White Trash. Yep. Yeah. What happened was is when Bayou wouldn't sell, and it has Peter Graves in it, they retitled it as Poor White Trash, and it became a drive-in hit. <laughs> <laughs> Which shows something about the, our mentality here in the Deep South. You put a movie out with a title, you're a bunch of fucking shit-kicking hicks, and we're like, oh, goddamn, we got to say this. <laughs> well, you don't get to... You don't get to own that. You're you're Hispanic. You don't, you don't get to be poor white trash. I'm half... I'm Mexican-Tennessean. <laughs> Mexican Tennessean. <laughs> yeah. What what is that? What what is that? I was born in Tennessee and I pretty much lived here my entire life except for a year. I lived in Virginia with my ex wife. So so you you're not counting your Mexican heritage at all? I'm half I'm half Mexican, half I said before on the shows, I'm half Mexican, half my mom's side of family did a lot of fucking. <laughs> uh, Indian, oh, yeah. Irish, German. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, you know, my last name is Bradford, so people are always like, oh, well, your ancestors probably came over. On the Mayflower, since William Bradford is, you know, one of the most famous colonizers of our country. But I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I can't. I'm not going to 23 and me all the way back to where the heck I came, I came uh, from. You're I'm, not one of those that's going to pay like $200 to Ancestry.com to find out that your great-great-grandfather... Was a coal miner from who knows where. Right. I've never uh, understood yeah. that gene a lot. Genealogy crap. Uh, I, I'll tell you right now, I know one thing for sure. I'm white. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> all I know. <laughs> and that, that's good enough for me, I guess. I'm just, I'm white. You know, oh, and guess what? Line. Grindhouse has finally announced that they're going to be selling direct only through their website this year. Oh, what? And it fits what? in our topic, too. 
Grindhouse releasing. Oh, yeah. So they're they're so they're only doing website and what? So if uh, so if something weird video goes only to website, then what the heck, man? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I have every streaming service that you can possibly own, but I like to be able to buy things physically so that, yeah, well, you know. You're not going to see most of the movies we're talking about on this show, on this topic, on any streaming channel. I know, right? Exactly. That's why I but like what to. what I'm to say is that they announced it on the website is finally Scum of the Earth, a.k.a. Poor White Trash Part 2. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's yeah. SF Brownrig, the same guy who did Don't Go in the Basement. Yep. I, I, I didn't warn know. you, if you're not re- really into sleazy exploitation slash swamp exploitation, stay away from from Scum of the Earth. There's a reason why that movie is titled that, and it fits. <laughs> yeah, I I actually, I didn't actually know that Scum of the Earth, is, that's really a sequel to Poor White Trash? No, they just, it's one of those where they put the title on it. Oh, yeah. Because I have you a know. copy of, I have a copy of Scum of the Earth. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know I didn't know it had any real connection to poor white trash. Well even no. poor white trash was a poor white trash. It's what they retitled by you. But yeah, yeah. poor white trash part two. <laughs> you if you got the trailer you'd have two versions. Scum of the Earth, the real poor white trash. Or, <laughs> right. or White Trash Part 2, The Real Scum of the Earth. <laughs> the Real Scum of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, uh, so they make sure you're going to know both of these titles. So, the an, another movie that I had on my list that I wanted to talk about, um, The Return of Swamp Thing. That now I know that's a little on the nose, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about because uh, I know the original Swamp Thing was directed by Wes Craven, and that one's kind of a a go-to, easy go-to. But I thought Return of Swamp Thing would be a little more fun for us to talk about because it was Jack. Directed by Jim Wynorski, and you know he has quite the uh, history of uh, directing some crazy Z-grade movies over his career. And I'm not ashamed to say, and these views does not represent Nate Vapor's views on a person. He's a fucking (laughs) prick. He's fun. His, his movies are fun. Oh, the I first five minutes are kind of 
Swamp Thing is everything that I wanted in a Swamp Thing movie. Right. And then Heather Locklear shows up. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. And when Um, she shows up, for some reason, you can hear a toilet flushing in the background. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, uh, I, I actually... I like the return of Swamp Thing more than I like uh, Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. Um, oh, no. Think, There's no no problem with that. The story about think, making Swamp Thing is more fun and painful than the movie itself. Right? <laughs> I, I mean, think, imagine you're going there the first day of filming, about five hours before filming, and... Oh, by the way, we're cutting your budget in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I know we I I can't remember. Again, I can't remember if we talked about it in the uh, on the website or if we talked yeah. about it in another podcast. But yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 Wes Craven Swamp Thing movie just got well swamped. No pun intended, but yeah. Um, and, yeah, Return of Swamp yeah. Thing is just a fun little B movie. Even though the movie's plot go, it, it's not really here with Lockler. It's just that once Abigail Crane shows up in the movie, they throw together about twenty or thirty different comics, and the whole movie just goes straight to hell. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun movie, and, uh, I think, uh, what, the only, only negative thing I ever heard about, uh, the production of that film was that Heather Locklear didn't really enjoy being in the movie, and so... She fought a lot with uh, with uh, oh, what was his uh, what was his name that played Swamp Thing and he played it in both movies. Uh, Dick Durock. Yes, Dick Durock. That's the only negative thing I've ever ever heard about the Return of Swamp Thing is that Heather Locklear didn't get along with him, but. Yeah, she yeah, thought she we, was a high star after being in Dynasty and T.J. Hooker. Right. Oh, Jesus. I haven't thought about friggin' T.J. Hooker for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I but, yeah, he, yeah, Wynorski said she was a prick on the set. But then again, he worships Tracy Lord. That means he ain't got a brain in his head. Right. <laughs> I I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story. Um I I used to work obviously at a video store when I was in college and of course we had a porno section and uh guys used to come in all the time and we had the old Tracy Lords uh porno movies from before she before she was of age and people would 
always try to buy those from us. They wouldn't, they wouldn't just want to rent them. They would come in, they'd find one of those old Tracy Lord's porno movies, and they would just immediately be like, can I buy this? Can I just buy it? I just want, I just want to own this. And now those things are worth a hundred as soon as they got pulled from the shelves. Yeah, we back then. I mean, I this is when I was in college, so I was like nineteen years old, and I didn't know. I mean, I was never really a porn connoisseur, so you know there were lots of videos that we had in the shop that I was enamored with because I've always been a video nerd but I never I never watched porn like that when I was a kid like well 19 is not really a kid but I never really watched porn when I was a kid like that so it never dawned on me and now all these years later I'm like oh crap I could have gotten my hands on a bunch of Tracy Lord's porno videos when I was a kid and I could have sold them now for a bunch of money. But, oh well. You know what my favorite Tracy Lord story is? Tell it. It was on uh, a crybaby. And yep. what? And uh, John Waters had hired her. He didn't know her past. But Susan Tyrell had a bunch of friends that nearly lost her job, went to jail, and got screwed over by her. <laughs> so it was the first day Tracy Lord was on the set with Susan Tyrell at the same time. Tap, tap, tap. Tracy Lord turned around. Yes, this is for my friend you fucked over, you bitch. Bam! Right in the mouth. Knocked her flat on her ass, and no one would help Tracy get up. Now, see, the only problem I have with that story is I highly doubt that John Waters did not know about her past. But if if that's how the story goes. Why would a gay man watch straight porn? I don't know. I watch gay porn sometimes, and I'm a strict man. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he honestly didn't know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he was shocked himself. He said he wouldn't have hired her if he knew, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, I, just the fact that Tyrell knocked the holy crap out of her. I guess. I shouldn't say I watch gay porn. I I watch lesbian porn, which is gay, but you know that that's not. Well, there's a difference between lesbian porn, which is fake, and uh, <laughs> Boldyke porn. <laughs> but I also do enjoy watching like female domination porn, where guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have to suck a fake dick or get pumped up the ass. But you know, yeah. this is all this is all way off topic. Where uh, what? Yeah, what, where the hell? What, how the hell we get here? <laughs> <laughs> what's 
Oh, and another one that was, oh, one thing I forgot. You know uh, that place where they hang the guy upside down in Swamp Girl? Yep. That's the same place that they hang James Bond upside down in in Live and Let Die. I never knew that. Yeah, that's the, like, they put him down in the pit, and that's what we were talking about earlier with the uh, with the rattlesnakes, right? Like, No, that was Stanley. I'm talking Swamp World, where they have him hanging upside down, and he he's hanging above a big pit of rattlers, and he goes like, you bastards, I'll kill you. Right. I would not say that to anyone. Even if I was going to kill them, if they had my ass hanging over a pit of deadly snakes. <laughs> right? It does. It never. It never does you any favors to tell someone you're going to kill them. Let it be a surprise. Well, unless they're stupid enough to leave you untied or something like that. Like in all the westerns where they leave them dead. Right. And But one of the more famous ones from the swamp exploitation genre from the south is, and I'm amazed, you can get Gator Bait 2 and 3, but the original Gator Bait is kind of hard to find on DVD. Yep. And there's a huge Claudia Jennings fan base. Well, she was Playboy Playmate of the Year. Yeah. It's it it is actually it's weird that it's easy, it's easier to find Gator Bait two than it is to find Gator Bait. I know. And the, I mean, the poster was just Claudia Jennings in a shirt on one of them Bayou skiffs, and a shirt that has her cleavage hanging out in tight. Short shorts. Yep. Yep. The version. That's all they needed it. to sell the movie. It's your basic rape revenge flick, but it's fun. The second one is exactly the same film as the first one, except it's not as fun. Yeah. It. It's well. It's kind of like the reverse of Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, where they're both the same movie, but. Evil Dead 2 is a little more, they, you know, uh, upticked, you know, he he upticked Evil Dead 2, made it a little more fun. But you're right, uh, Gator Bait 2 is kind of a little more, more depressing than the first one. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of goes in the opposite direction. Yeah. And another good one is uh, you. You probably got that something weird DVD of it, Crypt of Dark Secrets. Uh, I, I actually think I have that on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the DVD and it's pretty pricey now. It comes with Crypt of Dark Secrets and the Naked Witch. Huh. Yeah, the Naked Witch was filmed in Lukenbach, Texas, so it looks like a middle of the turn of the century German village. 
Yeah, um, but what it is, um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but, uh, so, yeah, a guy... Grip the Dark Secrets is the one about the Vietnam vet who's kind of well off, who moves to the swamps, and then these two redneck poachers kill him. And then this beautiful naked uh, swamp witch appears while straddling a coffin. Yep. And gets the swamp to kill those two. And then they live happily ever after. (laughs) Right? Yeah, actually, you know what? Uh... If, if anybody wants to watch that, if you have an Amazon Prime account, it's on Amazon right now. I, that that uh, it showed up on Amazon a couple weeks ago. Crypto Dark Secrets? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's definitely a fun one to watch. Especially if you... Well, no, you can go to all these adult sites, which are kind of boring, but... If you want to see what we liked in old school nudity, watch Crypto Dark Secrets. Especially <laughs> how they just scratched their eyes out to make them look white. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. It, it, it It's on, uh, if you have an Amazon Prime account and you can watch movies and TV shows on Amazon, it's on there right now. Amazon has got some obscure stuff, but you really got to dig to find it. Yeah. I know. It's so weird, too, because... So, you know, my wife and I have all of the... We have Amazon Prime. We have Hulu. We have Netflix. We have Disney Plus. We have Shudder. We have all of the of the platforms, but we watch very different things. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's just like whenever we go on, you know, like Hulu, you can have separate accounts. Netflix, you can have separate separate accounts, but yeah, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the streaming sites we have, we just have one account, and she's always just like, what the F are you watching when I'm at work? You know, like, I work days and she works nights, so I come home from work, I come home from work in the afternoon and sit around and watch, you know, the types of movies that you and I are talking about right now. Yeah. And then she, and then she comes home and goes to watch something something and she's just like oh my gosh what are you what are you watching <laughs> yeah with my ex-wife I, I had to watch my exploitation and sleeves like they were porn <laughs> right <laughs> in the middle of the night and I hope to god it didn't wake her up <laughs> well Abby doesn't mind the stuff that I watch but she doesn't she doesn't really understand. She she'll watch some crazy movies with me. It doesn't. The only thing that she doesn't like is gore. Like she doesn't mind. Uh, 
She doesn't mind something if it's scary. She just doesn't like blood and guts. Oh, so no Mandy for her. No. No Mandy for her. No. All right, so what other swamp movies we got to talk about? Oh, Oh, I think we could pretty much call it a night. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and it's your turn. What are you throwing out for next show? Well, I was thinking about, uh, again, going back to, like, some of our uh, some of our articles, since this is what we base this all on. So uh, maybe next time we'll do, uh, like we did, in one uh, one of our articles, we could do like robot exploitation. Yeah, something like that. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, you want to make this a regular Wednesday night thing? Well, yeah, when you can. I'm always available on Wednesday nights. So okay. Well, yeah. we'll see you next right. week. All and right. Thanks for... Yeah, thank you. And good night, everybody. <laughs>